Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. <clears throat> we are reading in the Gospel of John. Now last time we had read chapter 9. Jesus had healed a blind man who was uh, blind from birth. Now, um, let's see, that ended with basically um, the, the Pharisees you know, asking Jesus, said, well, if you were blind, you would have no guilt, but now that you say we see, your guilt remains. You know, if, if you're ignorant of something, like, you know, if we're, if we just didn't know something, and then we learn it later, because being a Christian is a learning process, and when we start, we don't know everything, and so I'm sure there are things, I can't think of a good example right now, but I know there are things that I probably did when I was younger, that as I learn to not do those things, I, you know, we kind of weed those things out of our lives. You know, I probably, I can't think of a good example. Um, well, I will think of something at, at some point, nonetheless. Um, so, but because, you know, you claim to see and you claim to be the leaders and everything that, that you are, you are held responsible. So, and that was their position was that they were the leaders and they were supposed to be guiding the people to God instead of keeping them away from God. Nonetheless, so we are ready to read chapter 10, the Gospel of John, chapter 10. And uh, just remember this is a uh, just kind of a foundational Bible study. We're just going to read through. I'm going to just mention a few things uh, in the chapter and, you know, if you have any points or discussions you want to, you know, you want to make, of course, you can feel free to make those. This is on YouTube. Uh, some of these I post on Facebook, and uh, then uh, I do put the podcast out there. I don't know of a way to interact with that, so you may have to let me know if that's a possibility. Anyway, so this is uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 1. Now here, let me let me just mention here. This looks like a continuation. Um, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees here still. Yes. Yep. He's still talking to the Jews and the Pharisees, and when they say the Jews here, they mean the leaders right here. So okay. So <clears throat> I was just checking to make sure I wasn't steering you wrong. I don't believe I am. Um, he's still, this is still a part of that conversation. Sometimes our chapters are broken up. Sometimes it makes sense, sometimes maybe not. Um, but it's, it's, it's okay, as long as we recognize that there's still a conversation going on, you know, that's, that's alright. So this is uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who, he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow. But they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech, 
Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd, for this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. This is all an explanation of Jesus, of Jesus being the way, why he's here. He is the way to God, to heaven. And he speaks of, let's see, he speaks of, well, let's go back through this here. You know, he speaks of the thief who comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, that's, you know, that's Satan. He speaks of the wolf that snatches them and scatters them. That, too is Satan. Um, I'm not totally sure I get the hard hand, but Jesus is, is the shepherd. He is the way, and he's who we should be following. Um, and there will be one flock. He must bring others in. He has other sheep that are not in this fold. And here, that's a reference to he's going to bring the Gentiles in. He's going to bring us in to be a part of the flock. But definitely Jesus is making the point here that he is the way. He's going, um, I guess at this time, well, still, he is, he, he is the way to God the Father. He is bringing the kingdom of heaven to us, and he's giving access to all of us. He is the door. We have to go through him to get into heaven, um, to get into the church, the, the real body of Christ, to, to get into, well, just to, just to be with God and, and to follow the Lord, we need to, um, we need to go through Jesus, that is, that is the only way, he is the way, and as he says, he's the door, and there's other places where he says he is the way, I am the light, Let's see. Oh, and one thing to note that I've, I've noted in the past. 
in verse 18, no one takes it from me. Now, Jesus is talking about laying his life down. Let me back up to 17. For this reason, the Father loved me my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So, Jesus laid his life down of his own accord. He gave, sometimes when people don't understand and they don't, they don't see properly what's happening. I mean, Jesus was, you know, he was God in the flesh. He didn't have to stay on the cross. He could have chose to do anything. And, but he did as you know, as he he performed as in God's will, the Father's will, he performed that. So, but he did this of his own accord. So these people did not take his life from him, but he offered it of his own accord. So, because that was what, he, that's what his mission was, that's what he was here for, and that's what he was doing for God the Father. Okay, verse 19. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon as in, and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Now, I don't absolutely know this to be true, but somewhere I had read that the blind man who was born blind at birth who Jesus had healed was the first ever blind person, you know, born blind that had been healed and gotten their sight. Now, the Bible is a big book, and I could easily not know a reference of something like that happening before. But uh, I did see that in somebody's, um, I forget now who, somebody's commentaries that um, that, that was uh, the first time that had occurred. So, it's possible that that's very true. I, I don't know that for 100%, but uh, um, it's something to think about. And that's why they were, that's why some of these people were really surprised. Here was a man who was born blind who had been healed. Alright, so verse 22. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. Pardon me. And, um, okay, so verse 24. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Well, you know, <clears throat> Jesus is pushing his luck again, ain't he? So verse 31, the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. This was their response to anything that they did not like, obviously. But, uh, but I understand for them, 
for you to make yourself equal to God was a big was a big deal. Um, Jesus answered them. This is verse thirty-two. Jesus answered them, "I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you going to stone me?" The Jews answered him, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you being a man make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came... Let me, let me read this again. Um, <clears throat> verse 34, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you are blaspheming because I said, I am the Son of God? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Again, they sought to arrest him, but he escaped from their hands. I think, again, this is possibly a little miracle here. Uh, and in the next verse, it says he went away across the Jordan. So Jesus is plainly telling them who he is. I mean, to me, you couldn't be, you couldn't be much plainer. And then this reference to, I said you are God's. This is back in Psalm 82.6, and this is one of those rare times I'm going to flip back to that because I remember reading this before. Let me flip back to 82, Psalm 82.6. I said, you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. So this is um, a Psalm of Asaph. And um, yeah, I said, You are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. So that was talking to God's people. So he's saying, You are gods, sons of the Most High. And nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Or, fall as any man dies. You know, you're going to die like any man. But, you are God's sons of the Most High. Which kind of makes sense if you are a son of God. It's kind of like a uh, baby grows into an adult human. It kind of makes sense in a way. Um, just making that comparison. Alright, so we're going to move on. Verse 40. Oh, anyway, what if, I shouldn't just move on. Sorry. So the point was, Jesus is saying, well, you know, the Bible, you know, he's saying your scriptures basically already say you're gods. So why, why is it so bad that he, being the Messiah, would say that he was, that God was in him and he was in God? So anyway, that was, you know, that was just the point he was making that, you know, that was not anything wrong and that they needed to see the works and judge properly that he was healing and doing the correct things like he should be. 
So, verse 40, He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first, and there he remained. And many came to him, and they said, John did no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Okay, so that is the end of chapter 10. And it sounds like many people followed him. They say many came to him. It doesn't really... I was trying to understand. So he went away. He, he escaped from these people who were going to stone him again. And he went away across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing at first. I guess that had been mentioned earlier. John the Baptist had been baptizing there. And... Um, and many came to him. I guess they heard of him, knew he was there, and followed him. He did have quite a following. Um, when he talks about the sheep hearing his voice and knowing him, those who saw his works and believed in him, they followed him. They knew. They they knew that he was from God. There was there was no doubt to them. So that is the end of chapter ten. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.